I'm Chris Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me do this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they have faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them and what tips they have for girls of my age. Today my guest is Sam Walker. Sam is an award-winning broadcaster, podcaster and presenter. Sam is currently living in Arizona and her Desert Diaries podcast is a brutally honest account of one family's move from the rainy suburbs of Manchester to the scorched wilderness of Arizona. So from one podcast to another, thanks for joining me today, Sam. Can we it's s- my pleasure. Can we start by you telling the listeners a little about your career in radio and how you got into it? I can. So the short version is that I didn't really know what I wanted to do for all of my 20s. I, I didn't have a really big passion that I wanted to follow. I did some writing, I worked in marketing, I worked in PR, but I didn't have the thing that really made me want to get out of bed every morning and feel excited about work. And then one day I was asked to go and see somebody who's who's I'd worked with his wife in PR and he'd just started to take care of a radio station in southwest London and he said to me, do you know, I know that you trained as a journalist and I think you've got a really good voice because I'd done a bit of work with him before in a recording studio. And he said, I'd like you to come in and talk to me because I'm looking for news readers. So I went in to talk to him and he was presenting a radio program at the time. And he said, look, while you're here, why don't you read the travel? He said, you're here with me in the studio. When the red light goes on, read the travel bulletin. And I said, yeah, OK, you know, fine, I'll do that. And so the red light went on and that's what happens in a radio studio when the, when the microphone goes live. The red light comes on to show that you're live and it says on air and the red light came on and I started talking into a microphone and at that exact moment I suddenly realized what I wanted to do and I went this is it this is what I want to do and I was 29 at that time so I'd spent all of my 20s not having that real passion and knowing what I wanted to do and I marched into the boss's office at this radio station and said you've got to give me a job. And I fought for a job. And within a month, I was presenting The Breakfast Show, which was pretty incredible. I know you worked at several well-known radio stations, including my dad's favourite, Five Live. Which did you enjoy most? I think that's a really difficult question. If I was to say to you, Grace... Do you like going out with your dad when he takes you out on a special sort of daddy grace day? You would probably say to me, yes, right? If you have a special day together. And if I said to you, do you like going out with your best friend as well and hanging out with him or her and having a really great time, the two of you, you'd say yes, right? Yeah. What if I asked you to choose between the two of those? That would be difficult, wouldn't it? Yeah. Now Mm, I understand. Because I think we are... We different relationships give us different things. And, you know, I love spending time with my children and I love spending time with my friends. If you said to me, which is better? Well, sometimes I think I need to get away from my children. So I like being with my friends. Other times I think, oh, I really want to hang out with my two girls because I've got two girls. So I think it was the same with radio. I really enjoyed so much of commercial radio where I got to play great music and I got to be a bit silly and I got to talk to listeners and do fun competitions and give away lots of money and all these things that commercial radio do. And I found that really great fun. But with, say, something like Five Live, I loved, loved, loved doing those serious longer interviews. I loved talking about to people who'd really changed the world and were in the process of changing the world. And I loved learning so much. I learned so much on Five Live. So I think 
I, I don't think I can choose a favorite, but I would say all of the different jobs that I did, I felt so, so lucky that I was just doing so many different things. Did you go to university and how important do you think it is to go? I did go to university and I studied English literature at university. I took a year out before I went, which I hadn't planned to do, but uh, I didn't quite get the grades. So the university turned around to me and said, we still want you, but you haven't quite got the grades we wanted you to get. So why don't you come next year? Because we haven't got a space for you this year. So I ended up taking a year out. And I would say that year I took before university really changed my life. It, it changed who I was. I came from a very small town in the Midlands in England and I, I got to travel. I worked in WH Smith for six months and I earned the money to go on a trip to Australia. And that trip to Australia totally changed my life. I would say probably in a way more than university did, but I did English literature at Cambridge and it was an incredible time. And I would really recommend it. I think it, I feel very sorry for people these days, for young people who have to look, find fees, course fees and everything. I think it's incredibly hard. I was lucky enough that I got a full grant when I went to university. So I didn't have to pay for anything. You know, I got a grant from the government for all my living costs. I got all my fees paid. So I was incredibly lucky. But if you can do it and it's the right thing for you, I think there's great apprenticeships around these days. You don't need to go to university. But if you can, I, I definitely found that it, it was a wonderful thing to do. Let's talk a little about Arizona. How have you found living the American dream and what do you miss most about home? Well, it has been the biggest roller coaster of my life to do this and I think taking a big risk is something we should all do in our lives if we can it's it's a really really frightening thing to do and I was definitely scared to do this I was scared to leave my job I was scared to leave my family and friends I was scared to try something completely different in my 40s as I am but I don't regret it for a minute I I think the fact that I'm here and the fact that I made this happen from a from a dream that my husband and, and myself had a few years ago, the fact we made this happen, I think really helps build your resilience and build your confidence. Because if you have something you really want to do and you don't know how to do it, it might take you years. But if you can work out how to make it happen, I think that that proves to you that if you set your mind to it, you can do anything. I don't miss anything about England. I miss a lot of people. I miss a lot of people. I miss my family um, and I miss a lot of my friends. And unfortunately, because of coronavirus, all the friends who plan to come out and stay with us this year, none of them have been able to come. My dad, I was going to go back to England this year and see people, haven't been able to get on a plane. So I think that's been challenging, the fact that I, I do miss a lot of people. Do you think that girls have more or less opportunity to have a great career in America? I, I think that's a really difficult question. And I think it's difficult for a number of reasons. Number one, because I haven't grown up here and kind of come through the education system here. And I, I, I couldn't really comment on that. And I also think it's difficult because America isn't in a way one country. If you look at a state like Georgia, you can't really compare that to a state like New York. If you look at California, it's really hard to compare that to Nebraska. It's a bit like if you think of Europe, would you say that France was like, Estonia, for example, or would you say that Finland is like Portugal? It, they're different, right? They're really different. And I think America is like that in, in the sense that it's lots of different countries in one big country in a way. I think like most countries, there is still isn't 
equality. If you look at a lot of the a lot of the companies, uh, the Fortune 500 is a list of sort of the biggest 500 companies in America. Have a guess, Grace, how many of those 500 companies are run by women? Because there was an announcement this week that there was a record number of women running those companies. How many do you reckon? Um, out of 500. Out of 500? Mm. 200? 38. 38. Wow. So that shows you there's still quite a long way to go until there's equality. But... Uh, I would I, I think America is is a country that does give you that opportunity if you work hard. And I think there's definitely a sense of of um, opportunity being there available to you if you grab it. I would I would think it's probably still harder for for women's voices to be heard in some in some areas, though. There's still not been a female president. Let's not forget that. Do you have any idols or mentors? Do you know, I've never had a mentor and I really wish I had. And and all the people I've spoken to and, and a lot of the podcasts I make about business, a lot of so many people have said to me how important mentors have been to their career. And I didn't get into radio until I was nearly 30, as I said, and I didn't really know anyone in the media. No one in my family was in the media. It was it was a kind of closed door to me in a way. So I I wish I had had a mentor, but I haven't. What I did have was really incredibly supportive parents who let me leave a fairly well-paid job in PR to an absolutely terribly paid job in radio and and supported me kind of mentally and supported my well-being through that change. And it was it was really hard. But they said, follow your dreams. You've got to do what you're passionate about. And and so I think that's what I had. I had that support, which I could not have done without them. And it wasn't financial support, but it was it was more than that. It was it was that great emotional support. People I admire are people who are authentic people who aren't afraid to be themselves and people who do lots of different things and won't fit into a box. Yeah. So somebody, you know, somebody like Oprah Winfrey is of course someone who's incredible and against the odds has become this incredible, you know, incredible leading global figure, but yeah, there's lots of people I think who are just authentic and and not afraid to speak up. Is there anything that you still want to do either personally or professionally? There is so much I still really want to do. And I think that was one of the big reasons that I decided to leave a job that I had worked so, so hard to get at the BBC was because I thought, actually, we do get one life and I want to explore and I want to travel. And I have a big dream of getting an RV or a camper van and traveling around America and looking at, at lots of different spaces. I want to just explore so many more places within this country and within the world. I would really like to write a book um, or two might be working on that at the moment but watch this space um and yeah really i think writing more and exploring more are the things i'd really love to do what tips would you give girls when you start to think about their careers and their future my number one tip would be do what you love and i think it's harder to do that than you would imagine because I don't know what your passions are. Maybe your passions are animals and you think, well, do you know, I love animals and I love working with animals, but I also really want a big house and enough money to go on holiday. So I better not go and work at an animal shelter. I better go and become an accountant. <laughs> I mean, maybe you really want to be an accountant. I'm not dissing accountants, <laughs> but what I'm saying is it's, 
it's sometimes really hard to follow what you're passionate about, but there's a fantastic YouTube video I would love you to go and watch by a man called Alan Watt, where he talks about the fact that we should absolutely do what we love more than anything. Because if you do what you love, you're much more likely to work really hard at that. And when we work hard and add passion and purpose to what we do, that's when the magic happens. We have to talk about the weather. In your most recent podcast, you said it was 47 degrees. <laughs> is it still that hot? And how hard is it to live in that heat? <laughs> yep, that's Arizona in the summer for you. Arizona is known as being the most perfect place to live for nine months of the year and then absolute hell for three months of the year. <laughs> Do you know, the three months of the Arizona summer is brutal, but I've come from Manchester and as much as I loved Manchester, grey clouds and drizzle are kind of the norm there. So seeing blue skies out my window every single day really does help my mental health. It really, really does. So yes, it is incredibly hot for three months of the year. But if you look at somewhere like Detroit or Chicago, that's freezing for three months of the year. They have snow drifts that are 20 feet high. They also can't go outside their front door for three months of the year because it's so, so cold. So I would say it's just a bit like that. You've just got to be a bit careful during the summer. You can't go walking out in the day for a couple of hours because you, you'd get too hot and you would die if you didn't have so much water with you. So I'm very lucky. I've got a swimming pool. I'm very lucky I've got air conditioning. And it's just in the summer months, you spend a smaller amount of time outdoors than you do uh, than you do for the rest of the year. But it is what it is. And as I said, I'd rather look outside and be a, see a blue sky than a drizzly cloud any day. What is your favourite part about Arizona? I would say that the natural landscape. It is one of the most beautiful and extraordinary places on earth and I think a lot of people might think of Arizona and just think of those cacti you know the ones that look like men where their yeah. arms are up like this they're called saguaro cacti and they're only found uh, in Arizona and they're very very famous but if you drive just half an hour out of Phoenix it's incredible how much the landscape changes just in a small amount of time and just a couple of hours from here there are pine forests there are beautiful cool lakes it is absolutely stunning it's one of the most beautiful breathtaking places i've ever ever visited i feel so lucky to live here i have really enjoyed chatting with you today sam thank you so much and i'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make keep listening to grace jeffrey's meet as i talk to many more brilliant women